0: Today we are going to be diving into the topic of deconstructing the pandemic. Let's take that apart, lay the pieces out on the Mm -hmm. table, and reconstruct passion. How does that sound? That sounds Sounds, good. Sounds great. Excited. Again, a reminder that this is a conversation between us, uh, brothers and sisters in Christ trying to understand these things. We may not agree on everything. Uh, we may find many points where we do agree as well. Um, but, uh, we're, we're just modeling for people what it looks like to have a good conversation. Um, even if you disagree, uh, and, and have it be edifying and fruitful and loving. Yeah. Yeah. Because so. we've, yeah, we've lost good. that, right? Like it's things are so
1: polarizing and it's, if it's not my way, then I'm going to cut you out, right? And it's just like black and white. And so, yeah, we could to show compassion and kindness through this and it'll be really good.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah lots of grace and wisdom as well. Yeah,
0: sure. Sweet. So uh, let's do this. Now, let's get in. I, yeah, Now <laughs> here's something I've noticed um, starting with pandemic is that it's been so disorienting for a lot of people, you know, I feel like, uh, a lot of people have, you know, their plans and their schedules and it's really hard to pivot. Right. Like if something doesn't go according to plan, that's like anxiety city. Right. And so this has been a year and a half of, plan upheaval, you know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a little <laughs> bit. Tribe, <laughs> yeah.
2: Friends who are planning weddings, it's just crazy. You don't know how many can you have. I mean, you not have like yeah. craziness.
0: Yeah. Rules changing plans. It's crazy.
1: Homeschooling
0: so, stuff like that. As, as a parent. Yeah.
2: I, yeah. Oh, how yeah,
1: many yeah. kids you got?
2: <laughs> I got three and it was very challenging. Let's just say <laughs> so thankful when <laughs> they can go back in person. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> For school. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Like my JK, uh, uh, daughter didn't get to basically do JK, you know? So, so speaking of which, right, those are things that have been taken away. So what's something, uh, that's been taken away from you guys Mm -hmm. that you've had to navigate through? Um, and, uh, and maybe even something that was good that, or it was good. It was taken away. You don't even want to see Mm -hmm. that back and again, ever again, or Mm -hmm. yeah, let's, let's jump into that.
2: I think for me it was, um, like just not realizing how great it was to have things in person and things like being able to visit my grandfather. He's 96 in a nursing home. And so just not being able to see him and that was that was really hard. And so I definitely wanna be grateful for the chances I have to visit him because yeah, I just didn't know that that wasn't gonna be a thing for a long time.
1: I think it's a similar kind of vein being able to see Uh, see people especially my dad who's who's at home by himself right and he's like older so more risk actually yeah he's a senior now right so just more risk there so that was like tough not being able to see him and hang out right so kind of similar vein
0: Um, I found it's been a good time to uh like reshift my thinking on a lot of things and so has there been something that you've lost where you're like i'm definitely not going back to the way it was before on this what do you you guys think
2: i think definitely like scheduling like we had so much going on with the kids and stuff so trying to it's been nice to minimize minimize that a little bit so like to try to keep some of that
0: so just like busyness right (laughs) it's like hey how you doing i'm busy
2: yeah
0: (laughs) busy (laughs) so much yeah that's good i think uh, for
1: myself, just kind of praying and, and resting through this, I think maybe even like an unhealthy fear, right? Of like getting sick or or even like dying or what if Yejin died, right? Kind of exasperating those thoughts in my mind. And uh, someone once said fear, like you can use it as an acronym, uh, false events appearing real, right? False events appearing real. So like replaying that like back in your mind in a very like unhealthy way. Uh, and so it was challenging for me cause I was like, I had a, okay, why is this happening? And when I got to the core of it, it was, uh, at least for me personally, I don't know what it is for you guys, but, a uh, trust in the Lord, right? That what if I do get a little cold or I get a little sick, or even if I do worst case pa- uh, pass, away, right? Like I'll be with Jesus. Right. And so those are the things that I had to really wrestle with. Right. And so, yeah. So you
0: feel like, uh, you got over some fears and you've sh- shed a few of those. You're happy to not have those back.
1: Yeah yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, 100%, right? Just having conversations like
1: this with with people that I love and that that I trust and that I know they have the good intentions for me. Those are really, yeah, those are really helpful, right? So, yeah.
0: What would you guys say to somebody who maybe doesn't have community like that? They're trying to navigate this on their own. Any thoughts around that?
1: Get with community. <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: like so that. important. Yeah. Yeah. I think community helps you just kind of know like what's out there that you're not alone going by it by yourself. I had one friend who kind of cut off all kind of communications and was just finding it too, too crazy. And then when people used to do the cheering for the healthcare workers, she had no idea what that was about because she wasn't following any of the media. So because I've been following it a little bit, we're like, oh, don't be scared. It's like, we're, that's what we're cheering for. So then she's like, oh, okay. So yeah, if you don't, if you don't have a community you're journeying with and it's really isolating and not the best.
1: It's tough. Yeah. Just again, to add to that is reach out to people that that you trust, that, uh, that care about you, and you can have those conversations, right? Because just sitting in isolation, like if you, before pandemic, pre-pandemic, if you're struggling with loneliness or anxiety or stress or an unhealthy amount of fear, right, then that that, that gets larger if you're isolated and by yourself and you tend to believe those 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 thoughts even more right and so you want to be able to talk to people and, and be cared for and uh, things like that so community is so so important especially during a time like this right yeah
2: yeah for sure
0: I found uh, for me we started a journey uh, I mean we lead this church organization right of rethinking like church and discipleship and because we got mostly Christians watching this. And this came out of a survey of our church and people yeah, who, yeah. for the most part consider themselves a Christian. Um, and we, we were already like thinking through some of these big issues before the pandemic started. When the pandemic started, it just like blew the door wide open on, <laughs> yeah. on what's I'm like imagining. on shaping our perspective of, of these, these issues. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was really great to have something that seems so foundational to how we live out our faith taken away which is a large gathering right it's like um to then hopefully experience uh, and i'm th- coming out of it experiencing what is maybe a more robust uh um theology philosophy understanding of like how God is interacting with the world and us, me as an individual. Um, and uh, so, yeah. So how about you guys? Have, has there any been, been any big shifts in perspective of, of anything? It doesn't have to be what I just said, but um, coming out of this or coming through this.
2: I think just realizing how much we can use the outdoors. Um, like I always I do I do enjoy being outdoors and I love winter sports I'm one of those crazy people who actually likes skating and likes the snow cross-country skiing all that kind of stuff but I really did a lot more of that this past winter so that was good and just finding a safe place for my kids to play my 11 year old found a nice community where he could play safely just like roaming around and stuff like it was great so just knowing the value of that and then I had a running partner where we would run even in the winter and so it was great that we could um, use the outdoors and then visit for a while afterwards so knowing we didn't have to be indoors for that, that. that. was, that was nice.
0: I had a running partner for a bit. You're probably watching,
2: Are they watching? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> but they like to run way too early in the morning for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Hey, can we meet for runs at, at 10 PM? <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious.
2: Yeah. We attempted like four o'clock sometimes. And that was a little bit bad when the summer got going. Cause yeah, you can't breathe. So not good.
0: But. Like four o'clock PM. Yeah. Ah, yes. Yeah. So you're one of
1: those sensible people.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I,
1: personally, I like to run like five a.m., four thirty a.m. That's like the best time I I like to run. He's not talking about me, by the way. <laughs> Someone else who's
0: sinned against him. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Danny, how about you? A, a, a perspective change? Uh, anything? Yeah. Um.
1: So we. I mean, I already appreciated community. Like we we had we had that. Uh, in our church and with with other friends, but being and being in the pandemic, and we, we still are, uh, it pushed us more towards community and deeper relationships. Like we couldn't just be superficial because you know the pandemic, people are getting sick, and there's there's real fears and worries out there, and people are dying, and family and friends and all that stuff. So it actually had to push us deeper, or at least me personally, uh, pushed me deeper into like relationships with uh with my own family right just like oh man because my dad's older right and he's more at risk and so it's like yeah so just having more conversations with him uh my other brothers and making sure that they're okay and other friends and family right so just I guess more compassion there and and so that's yeah that's definitely something that's man just to be thankful for friends and family that and we can't take that for granted because something like this could could come up again right and who knows maybe even something worse right so
0: yeah so what I'm hearing is uh, for both of you guys that uh, this major disruption comes, like turns your life upside down, but something good is coming out of it. Um, what is it in your worldview or your faith or your just wisdom going through life that, uh, that's causing you to have a positive perspective on the outcomes of these this event here?
2: I think it's trying to find what you can be thankful for. Um, That's one thing my running partner and I would talk a lot about is what can we be thankful for? Were there any slivers of joy that we saw this week? Um, And so, and yeah, just focusing on what you do have. And I think that that really goes a long way.
1: Yeah. Daniel, thoughts on that? Yeah, I think, I mean, it it can seem simple, but it's Jesus, right? Like it's the faith that we're, we're rooted in and that... We're created for community, right? We're created to be face-to-face. We're created to be in nature, to go for runs and to be around people, right? And so that really, like, I don't know where, and I've talked to people who aren't followers of Jesus, and they're just really struggling. Like, again, their their loneliness, their depression, their anxiety, those things have gone up because uh, uh, they've just been on their own and, and they don't have friends or they don't have a community, right? And so I'm thankful that our faith, our, our uh, our roots in Christ has given us like that anchor uh even when the winds hit hit this house and it's getting shaky and things are going crazy like we're still able to stand right and even like thrive like our church has has thrived in so many different ways in this pandemic time right so it's it's been amazing yeah
0: yeah yeah that's sweet i mean uh at the at the at the base of it you're putting thankfulness, that's born out of life with Jesus, right? And yeah, absolutely. Knowing that God's in all things, he's working, like, who knows, like, we can't determine what God is doing in the big picture, causes of any of this stuff or, or anything like that, but um, knowing, resting on God's character, like, yeah, he's totally. good. Yeah,
1: He's working everything out for, for mm-hmm. our good, right?
0: Yeah. I was uh, talking with some folks the other day and asked them, hey, what are... What are those things in your life where if it disappeared, you would be an absolute wreck, right? And so most people say, oh, my family. My family disappeared. I'd be an absolute wreck. And then the follow-up question has to be why. And I think we just say those answers because they sound right and good. Right, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, oh, of course, if I lost my child, I'd be an absolute wreck. Um, But the why question is a lot harder to answer. Um, I, I just don't think we think about it. So that's cool that you guys are at least yeah seeing the situation going back to those foundational truths, principles, faiths that, um, uh, that, that have like helped you navigate through this. That's really sweet. Yeah, so, Totally. Um, cool. All right. So, uh, obviously we've all talked about relationship. Yep. Parents, friends, running partners, uh, There's a lot of people on different sides of the fence in terms of how should we engage with each other still, uh, you know, as we emerge, you know, who knows, maybe there's a crazy fourth wave or something like that. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, people, some people want masks, some people want no masks. Some people are good with an elbow. Some people are, you know, who knows, you know, if you lean in for a hug, it's the worst thing in the world. Right. So, (laughs) So, right. Um, people have different opinions on vaccines. People have different, so so all this stuff's going on. How do you think we navigate relationship, uh, you know, or how has relationship been going through? Or I guess we've heard a little bit on going through. Yeah. What about coming out of and, and kind of entering a new world? How do we navigate relationship?
2: I think you need to have a lot of wisdom and a lot of prayer um, with it and try to figure out like where people might be coming from. So because um, in my I have a large family, and so there's a lot of people on all different spectrums. And so some people who are anti-vax, some people double vaxxed and like everything. But what's come to my mind is just that God's grace can cover all situations. And so there's no command in the Bible to be vaccinated. There's no command about that. So it's like if people are choosing not to, then we need to respect that and try to help them and be there for them, still provide community for them. For those who have gotten double vax that, the, you know, the, to have grace for them as well and just to, um, yeah, that God's grace can cover both sides and that we can um, meet somewhere in the middle and still embrace them because I know Jesus would be embracing yeah. everybody no matter what side they were on with that, so.
0: Yeah, he was at the the, the religious rights house for <laughs> yeah. meals, yep. yeah. but he was also uh, accused of being a friend of uh, sinners and tax collectors yeah. and tax collectors. And was, yeah. Was, Opposite, yeah. Yeah. And meeting with the prostitutes and yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And somehow finding a way to navigate and become friends with all sides of that spectrum, you know? Mm, so yeah. he'd be at the Pharisee's house and the prostitute yeah. would show up. <laughs> <to> <laughs> see Jesus. Could you yeah. imagine? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, Daniel thoughts here on relationship? Yeah. Uh,
1: Um, I think kind of what you shared in the beginning about just being gracious and uh, being understanding, right? And having conversations with people. It's been actually kind of sad and and heartbreaking to hear almost everybody that I've I've talked to so far. uh, they've experienced some sort of like uh, they've been cut off or someone else in their family cut them off because they didn't get a vaccine or even they they got the vaccine right and and some people were were against that right and that that's not biblical uh, just so much mar- marginalization judgment condemnation against we've talked a lot about polarization right like okay if you're not If you're not getting the vaccine then we can't be friends anymore we can't even be family anymore right and so just being able to first seek to understand and then being understood right so not just like hey it's my way or like the highway like i'm just gonna cut you off but being compassionate uh being empathetic towards the other person and i guarantee you if you give the other person just a few minutes to hear their story and why they maybe think the way they do it'll change your perspective of uh, of that right so
0: Yeah, I think even if you even if someone maybe got a little hot headed, you're trying to talk, you're trying to listen, but they're they're not right. You're just trusting uh, that, like, if you just sow some seeds that over time that might change someone's heart. And so even if they're trying to cut off the relationship, like that doesn't have to be our response because God may be doing something in their heart and you were just a part of that. What your eyes saw. Was maybe not as good as you wanted it to be, but something bigger is happening, right? And that's where we we can we don't have to be the Holy Spirit. Yeah, yeah, we can can release that to the Lord. Yeah, come on now. Yeah,
2: and um, we can like, there's no law against kindness, so we can always be kind, and uh, we can always pray (laughs) for people. We can always pray for people as well. So even if somehow we can't, they don't want to have a physical like interaction with us, we could still be praying for them, and yeah continuing to be kind.
0: That's a good point. Yeah, that's good. I love it. In fact, there are laws for kindness, (laughs) at least in the scripture. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. man. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, okay. So what I'm hearing is that, uh, Christ's character, the foundation of our faith, uh, actually compels you to love and love is, uh, is, is presence, listening, compassion, empathy, and, uh, the, maybe the other side of that seems to be, uh, quick temper, quick judgment, quick, uh, and not as much relationship. It's about forcing opinion, forcing stances on whatever side. Um, and so to pull back and realize that love is maybe a little more open-handed, um, is, is what you guys are saying. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, definitely. I love that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we agree. <laughs>
0: yeah. um, cool. So uh, so I think this has been like a trial by fire time in history, right? Like yeah, totally. I've grown yeah, right. so much, <laughs> matured so much in moments <laughs> where I've like, like so, so many of you guys don't know my story, but there's been times where i almost ended up on the street like had nowhere to live and like was some you know me and my my buddy who grew up in foster care like somehow we got an apartment even though we had no money right it's like you know and like i moved the first time when i moved out of my parents house it was like me moving my stuff in the middle of the night like carrying a mattress on my head with no one to help (laughs) me moving into my very first apartment all alone right And, uh, but those were like trial by fire moments that matured me, that grew me in my independence and the way I, yeah, it, it did shape the way I viewed the world, some for good, some not as good. Um, but ultimately, uh, ultimately it helped in a lot, especially after meeting Jesus, so many of those experiences were redefined and redeemed and all that. But, um, but so this pandemic moment trial by fire an opportunity to mature and grow um, for those who want to grow through this how do we do that? how do we how do we take what is next and make the best use of the time um, to walk into uh, what's next whatever that may be despite whatever responsibilities we have despite whatever evil is going on in the world despite all the burdens that may be bearing down on us? What do, you, what do you guys think?
2: I think for me, it comes back to having like that personal time with Jesus. And so that can look different for every, for every person. Um, some people yeah. can be like a, Quiet time. It could be a loud time. It could be. <laughs> she said, "That's my trigger word." <laughs> um but just just having that that daily time in the Word and uh, reading the Bible, like getting the strength that comes from reading that. Um, the Bible talks about in Psalm one, we're supposed to meditate on God's law day and night. So just having moments throughout the day. I've often I've been saying the last couple of weeks, there's been times where I've had these amazing times with Jesus, and I just feel like I've, I've entered the holy of holies. And then I run into a family member, and it's like, oh no, like it's all gone. There's like quick temper comes right away, and I'm like, Oh yeah. man, I gotta like read it right
0: when you close the book, right?
2: So, just learning in those moments that God's grace is there for me as well, and to you know to, to grab onto that. But I think something that I've really um, it's a habit I should have been um, probably doing a lot more before the pandemic, but this is kind of I've kind of needed that felt like I needed it more, and I, I always need it, but the needs seemed a little more pertinent. So taking some time in the morning to just like have a playlist on and be like listening. And while I'm reading the Bible and, um, other things, I need a a daily reminder and multiple times a day, but especially at least once a day to like think about how God has saved me and that like the new way I can think now, because I'm in Christ, um, I need that time to get that refresher and, and, uh, and then move forward from there. That helps with all the other things we're talking about too, of being able to be gracious and empathetic for those people that were encountering that, you know, are uh, maybe are on different sides of arguments we can have more grace and compassion for them when we've been rooted and grounded in Christ so i think that's really important
0: although what you just said that like those times if we really are hearing from a not and not just spending time in a book but hearing as a result of being in God's word, hearing that God speak to us and minister over us and, and inform and direct our day that like hearing from him actually leads us to think outwardly about others. Um, and so that's, that's sweet. So, yeah. I love that. Yeah. Cool. All right, Daniel, how do we make the best use of the time in coming into this new world?
1: Yeah, I think, uh, at least for me, what's I think what's going to be helpful even now, what I'm doing is uh, just being intentional about like everything that you do, especially as as even if you're not a follower of Jesus. But if you are a follower of Jesus, uh, whether it's, um, uh, you know, if well, you talked about reading scripture, right? And so that's that's one thing, whether it's uh, praying. Uh, going out with with friends or family Uh, whether it's standing in a line at a grocery store it's not just you're standing in line at a grocery store going for a run with somebody you get to actually be uh be light in in someone's lives right like you get to show compassion you get to have those conversations that maybe uh they haven't had uh, with other people or don't feel comfortable with right and so i think with uh uh, just being yeah, intentional is, is important. Redeeming those, those moments. It's not just running. It's not just doing the dishes. It's not just standing in line, but you actually get to be like salt and light as Jesus says, everywhere you go. Right. And so I think that's going to be
0: something that's going to be hopefully key. I, uh, so I'm the type of person that like all the time I'm like imagining this idealized version of what, could happen in each moment and like (laughs) you know that's that's a lot
2: of pressure (laughs) yeah and it's
0: like so okay these people are gonna be in the room it'd be so cool if like if we could do this you know even if it's something as simple as like I'd love if tonight we played board games and like did this and did yeah. that, like, you know what I mean? So I'm just like always idealizing the situation or with my, my kids or family time at Christmas. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'd, I'd love to, to see this happen. Hopefully this would form some sort of amazing interaction between all of us. And, and the ideal doesn't always happen, right? Even if I <laughs> want <Yeah>. it to, <laughs> yeah, right? Mm-hmm. So even if I want to make the best use of the time, um, but my, my version of that and my plans, my intentional, efforts are not living Mm -hmm. up to what I want it to be how do I deal with that what like (laughs) you know what I mean
2: Such a good question. Something I've been thinking about a lot lately. So, um, yeah, I think it's like remembering when it doesn't go exactly as you had planned that there's a there's a reason for that and um, that there's a, a way it can still be redeemed. And in that moment, you can know that, like, let's say you let your temper go or whatever and you blew it, uh, yelled at your uh, me, yell at my kids or something like that. Um, I could you would <laughs> never do that. What are you talking <laughs> about? Ask the neighbors. Um, <laughs> Ask the neighbors. am <laughs> like so concerned because it's a thin wall sometimes, you know? <laughs> Um, but <laughs> We can hear you again. <laughs> yeah. like knocking on your- um, but just in that moment, just being like, oh, wait, I blew it. And being able, humble enough to ask for the people's forgiveness that I've wronged. And then just mm-hmm. kind of picking up from that moment and going on, not, not letting that derail the day. Um, just yeah, that, good. you know, be, you can be filled with the Holy Spirit in that moment. And not just, it's not just this, oh, I had that time with Jesus this morning. I'm good for the day. Like you're going to need it moment by moment. So just making sure you remember that it's, if one mistake happens, does not mean the whole thing's a wash. You can still redeem it and keep going, and yeah, yeah.
0: yeah His mercy is new every day. Yeah,
2: mm-hmm. yeah every love day. Steadfast. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <Preaching. your> turn. <laughs> What's the rest? His <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> mercy's never come to an end. Hey, yeah. Well, yeah. Hey, there you
0: go, yeah. All right. Um, so uh, I love what we said earlier about um, you know you staying in communication relationship like with God is is continues to grow your affection outside of yourself for others pushing you outwardly. Um, how do we navigate, uh, and optimize our ability to live? I mean, as Christians, we say it like this, right? Live on mission for God. Right. Which is like, how do we still be on God's mission even if it feels like there are barriers or restrictions? Yeah. Or, right. We said earlier the ideals face to face, That's what, that's what we want. Like that's the best way a relationship happens, but there seem to be barriers to that more previously than there are right right now, but maybe that changes in three weeks. We don't even know. So uh, how do we architect a new life that honors the Lord, uh, is loving for people, but still is optimizing what we know to be our core mission, which is to love people, to make disciples and continue doing all that yeah can I go first I think we and uh Cindy
1: mentioned a part of it was so something I think practical that's that's helpful because you can't just will yourself to do these things like I can't just wake up and say okay I'm going to do these things I'm going to be loving or be kind right but uh spending time with God every day and through your whole day right because your time with God isn't I know we have this Western kind of your quiet time, your one time, and, and you're good. Have you done your quiet time? If you've done your one 10 minute quiet time. Well, if you, you say quiet time one more you're, time. You're
0: good. You're, you're good. No, quiet. Party, no, party quiet. time.
1: <laughs> uh, but your time with God, just one time, and and you're good to go basically, right? But, uh, but meditating on, on God's day and uh, God's word day and night or his law, meditating on it is is so crucial. And then praying through the, the whole day, right? Uh, praying without ceasing, and I think if you can If you can be intentional about that, because if you're a follower of Jesus, the Spirit lives in you, you can produce the fruit of love, joy, peace, patience, Mm -hmm. kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, right? And so you need to be open to that and be intentional about
0: that all through your
1: day, right?
0: Yeah. So so let's say I'm doing that, but now I'm architecting it. So I'm sitting there, the blueprints of my life are on the table, I'm prayed up, I'm ready to go, God's been speaking, and I'm starting to make the plans and add the details yeah how any wisdom from doing the blueprint architecting
1: yeah think about like uh in in terms of like who can i love who can i serve around me who can i be intentional about kind of that line of thinking yeah 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 Yeah? any more on that oh yeah i'm just gonna say um i think i mean uh you and i we have like more of I mean well depends right it, it comes a lot more easy for me as uh, who's like even- um evangelically bent No evangelistically. evangelistically bent, but uh sit down and see who are and write down like who's somebody uh who's somebody at work uh who's a neighbor uh who are people that live like to the door to the left or the door to the right or in your building or in your neighborhood or yeah again at workplace uh maybe in your family and and write their names down and be intentional about pursuing them and it could be as simple as just hey how's your week going or uh especially right now we're we're in the pandemic right things are getting a bit better but just asking that simple question can open up the door to conversations and 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 so yeah that's that's one way i think definitely being intentional
2: I think um, also for me, it's looking at your circles of influence that you have, that what are the places you're already in. So like for me, one place is the kids' school. Um, They're already going to school. So if I interact with that community, Mm, that could be a good way to kind of get to know who they're with and um, also to spread God's love there. So our school council at um, the kids' school that I'm at, um, I've been uh, on it. At the beginning, it was really hard because I had really young children. So (laughs) I went once a month um, to the meeting so I kind of know what was going on. And then if there was an event, I would show up with like a baked good or something like that, and that was all I could do to start. But then as time went on, I had more freedom because the kids were a bit older, so I got more involved and and that. And so now I'm trying to craft things like that are in my gifting. So I'm wanting to be like networking with people because I feel like I'm good at that. I'm not good at administration, so sorry, Winchester School Council. I am not being the president. <laughs> um, <laughs> it would stress me out too much. But things like networking with people, trying to to be there and be salt and light in that place. Um, that's what I. That's what I'm. Uh, that's what I've been doing a lot of. And so in that, then I can be strategic with those relationships and keep like getting to know all the friends, people from all different, we have such a range of neighborhoods that our school has a catchment area for. So get to know them in all the different ones, um, be their friends and try to be there for them when, when life gets tough and that as well. It's
0: really good. Yeah. What I'm, uh, what I'm hearing there is that like the things you're already doing inform how you live for Jesus, you know? And, uh, so you're not going to let the fact that you're, you have school age kids distract you from living on mission at their school. It actually yeah. fuels the mission of God. Right. Cause here, here's, <laughs> here's what tends, sure. here's what tends to happen. Right. Yeah. Well, I work 40 hours a week and then I am doing these things with my family and my kids and, or these, you know, I have to keep in touch with those friends from back home or whatever. And so, uh, uh, it's it's easy to fall into perpetually making excuses for things, but yeah. what I'm hearing is, is that everything that's right in front of you is an opportunity, um, and if you're staying close to the Lord and maybe eyes open, hands open, that that's what yeah creates opportunities for these things. Um, yeah,
1: I think because we just to add on that we well I grew up in church where the missionaries or the evangelists are the ones that. Uh, that go overseas, right? They they go to a certain place, and they they're sent from our church, right? And it's only, a, and I thought in my mind like this was a few really like mature Christians elite. who were like, ho- yeah, the elite like holy Christians, right? But man, if you're a follower of Jesus, uh, Jesus says that we just live out the Great Commission, making disciples like everywhere you go, basically, what's in what's and what's in front of you, right?
0: And so yeah, I love yeah, I love that the practicals there. Yeah, what I found is. Um the the pandemic gave us some margin, you know, in our schedule. Mm-hmm, yeah, and so I just spent a lot of time at the park with our kids, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, it's, uh, it's
2: amazing who you meet when you're there,
0: right? And you got nothing else to do. And mm-hmm. I what I noticed is all the parents would sit on the outside, and they'd just be <laughs> yeah, on their phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> um, and so I started interacting with the kids, like my own kids, and other kids would come around and we'd uh, we'd just start organizing big games yeah, yeah hang out
1: yeah and I'm gone with
0: you it's been yeah it's great it's cool right yeah cause
1: I can't
2: yeah.
0: just go by myself as a single guy
2: <laughs> to park and <laughs> need to bring a child with yeah, you yeah I need to bring a child to bring Adam or yeah. his kids borrow his kids <laughs> something like
0: that a child or Adam or yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and it uh, so so now we've just built that as a habit like as a rhythm right so the, the pandemic took away our regular architecture, and now we've got to re-examine what we want. And it's like, man, we should totally have that. And now yeah. we're planning our like, you know, first few large events that, that we want to do for the community. Um, and so Summer Olympics that's It's happening in our hood <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's awesome is there a, a water slide or a jelly slide or something you guys are putting together yeah we were talking about a, uh, <laughs> I think this is one of Kelly's ideas oh, nice yeah. a jello slip and slide oh, oh that's man. the best kind <laughs> <laughs> I can't I can't attest to that because I've never tried it myself okay <laughs> I, I see by your emphatic response you've tried a jello slip and slide before well I before.
2: can't I can't remember if it's if it was jello but there was like at our youth camp we used to do this you would put a, a ball in like bacon grease and then you try to like bounce it back and forth, and it was very slippery. So I think there might have been some jello involved on the on the slippery surface. But it was yeah, yeah. jello,
0: bacon grease. It's it good. was it was all slippery. Yeah. So yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> up to the slip and slide. So
0: <laughs> I love it. Um, mm. So what if what if what would you guys say to somebody who maybe has a more standard type schedule? Uh, mm-hmm. and probably all three of us are not like a nine to five type of schedule. Maybe you yeah, no. architect yourself in that way a little bit, but mm-hmm. ministry's crazy. It's 24 seven, right? Like yeah. you're just caring for people and they call you anytime. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and so, yeah. What would you say to folks who may be more in that, like nine to five regimented schedule and, um, to, to keep to maybe re-architect their life and what they were doing before. To stay living on on mission,
1: yeah, yeah, I can go. Uh, I think uh, to not compartmentalize stuff. So it's like, okay, well, uh, wake up at eight, uh, go to work by nine, and that's and then nine to you know nine to four, nine to five, like that's just my work. Yeah, that's not me being a follower of Jesus. That's not me having faith conversations. That's just work time. And then after that is. Uh, maybe you, you go to the gym, so I need to work out for an hour and a half or two hours. So that's my gym time. That's not, you know, that's it's not Sunday, right? So this is my gym time. Then after that you you hang out with like the boys or or the ladies, right? And like that's my that's my hangout time, right? But I think what's important is is you being a follower of Jesus and, and living out on mission. It it there's no uh that's your foundation and you live that out everywhere you go like you're again when i talked about earlier you're salt and light at your workplace your salt and light at the gym your are salt and light uh uh everywhere you go right and so just being intentional and not compartmentalizing everything and saying well i'm only going to be a follower of jesus and make disciples on sunday but i'm actually going to live this out everywhere i go and and all the the social spheres that i have influence in and so i think that's that's key that that shift of mindset, because most people grew up in just the, uh, the church framework where it's just I just come, uh, maybe I do some discipleship in kids ministry or youth ministry on Sunday and, and I'm good for the for the rest of the week. Right. And so just having that, that perspective shift is, is important.
2: I think one thing, one phrase I really like is being a Christian who just happens to be an accountant or a Christian who just happens to be a student. And so you're a Christian first and then wherever your influence is, that's where you're outputting. So looking for places, you know, at um, at your workplace where you can... um, talk to people about Jesus to have faith conversations. You don't have to have a seminary degree to do it. You just (laughs) have to just ask them, do you ever think about spiritual things? You can start as simple as that and go from there. Um, And just, yeah, wherever, wherever God's placed you and then crafting it like, okay, you want to play volleyball? We'll find a volleyball. Like that's something you're going to do anyways. Why don't you find a place where you can make friends, get to know the people there and and speak Jesus into their lives as well. So just trying to be holistic that 24 seven we're Christians and just, uh, we just happen to also be a student or be a nurse or yeah. a mom or whatever.
0: And hopefully the, the the relationship with Jesus part is informing the, the pathway you're on in mm-hmm. life yeah. with your passion, right? Mm-hmm. So like I should be an accountant because I'm passionate about finance and good yeah. stewardship and like these things. And I see how the kingdom of God, uh, if it's like oh, really reigning over a business that, that the finances is so important and what we do with that and how we allocate it and how much we spend and how much we give. And mm-hmm. you know, like, uh, uh, that like, man, yeah. that sh- you should be in accounting for those reasons. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Definitely. And so then you've already started in a place where you're, um, and it it is maybe s- probably seems challenging to like patchwork your life together. Where you're like, yeah. Oh, Okay. Right. That's a good perspective. Right. I am a Christian 24 <laughs> seven. I haven't been doing yeah. that for a long time or ever. Yeah. What do I do now? Like, you know, um, how do I reorient this now that I, I want to live that way. You know, Cindy, help me <laughs> <laughs> Please. teach me your infinite wisdom. No. No, I don't. Yeah.
2: I don't know I think I think it's just as simple as just if Jesus is a part of your everyday life you can just ask simple questions to kind of get other mm-hmm. people talking yeah. so even talking about like what you do on the weekend if you yeah. watch the live stream with your R3 group then you could be like oh that's what I did on the weekend like what's an R3 and then you can explain more of what of what that is yeah.
0: why the heck would you gather with people read a really old book sing songs <laughs> into thin air yeah. and and put your hand on someone's shoulder and pray for them yeah. that's a weird thing to do <laughs> yeah and then totally. you can
2: then it gets open a door to explain more of your your story and you know everything so I think just because I think when I think about having to change things in my life I think oh I'm so far from the ideal it's going to take million years kind of thing but if I think of one small thing I can do in that area then it helps because it's not so overwhelming so just a simple question like what do you do on the weekend could be a huge conversation starter or do you ever think about spiritual things and you know go from there
1: yeah and that's I'd add to that's yeah that's really good uh practically because you don't need to start off by going to someone and say hey if if uh like getting so serious about and trying to beat them over the head of the bible and hey you need to believe in this like you're living in sin what's wrong with you and there are times i have conversation if the relationship is right and you spend time with them just caring for them and shepherding them but as simple as like hey how was your weekend they get to share a little bit and maybe they struggled with something. So you get to be, uh, you get to show compassion and, and maybe shepherd them a little bit. And then you get to share about your, your week and we don't have to be like afraid or like awkward about that. Right? Like, okay, I'm going to start talking about the church, but hopefully if you love them well enough, they'd want to be a part of like what you're doing or what you're a part of as well. Right. And so, yeah, just simple questions like that and and going from
0: there. So I think that's really good. Um, so, we have been living this life now where uh, you work at home, you eat at home, you sleep yeah. at home, <laughs> yeah. you have fun at home. And so there's a lot of the mundane, right? Just regular, everyday living. No pizzazz, no special vacations, right? None of this crazy stuff. Like I'm, The thing I miss the most is live music. Right, oh, man, none yeah, of that no yeah. more. Right, uh, so a lot of the mundane. How do we uh, navigate the regular Monday things in a way that is that is faithful um, and honoring to the Lord?
1: Yeah, I think you actually touched base on it, right? And so if you're, uh, and you did too, right? Like you're not just an accountant or a chef. You're a uh, if you're following Jesus, you're you're a Christian chef. You're a Christian accountant. And by repurposing uh, uh, why you're doing that and who you're doing it for, and there's like that eternal perspective, and and you're you're honoring uh, the Lord in your work, and you're honoring those around you, and there's there's uh, that piece to it. It could bring something totally new and refreshing instead of it just being well. I'm just at this job because I first got into it because of the status, or because I I was I was going to make a lot of money, right? And yeah, that adrenaline kind of keeps you going for the first you know few months, maybe the first year, or second year of telling people like, "Yes, I'm a, I'm a doctor, or I'm a, I'm an accountant." But that fades, right? Uh, and so having an eternal perspective and and repurposing those things uh, can really change uh, why you do your work or even even other
0: things, right? And so. Cindy, any thoughts about the mundane? Mm
2: -hmm. (laughs) I have lots of thoughts about the mundane. Um, Even in Archie and I, when we got married in our wedding vows, we said something about like, I'll take you in the boring everyday chores and the exciting mission trips. So I've been thinking (laughs) a lot about boring everyday chores, Um, (laughs) but trying to think to reframing that in terms of discipleship begins in the home. So if I'm at home doing very non-exciting laundry. It's like to think of, well, this is a way that I'm caring for my family because one day I'll wake up and I'll just have time and Archie and it would be great to have Archie. Like, don't get me wrong. Um, But it's just like (laughs) I won't have the boys around all the time. So just to cherish these moments and what I've loved about the pandemic is just that we've had so many family meals. We were pretty good about having family meals beforehand, but we've had a lot of family meals now. But I'm just wanting to cherish that because I know once things pick up, we won't really have that anymore. Um, And that and just um, my mother-in-law has a good perspective on things like laundry or dishes. She's like, you know, just think about the people you're building into and that you know, it's because you have these mm, three yeah. wonderful people in your life that you have all this work to do. And uh, the Queen of England's the only one who gets free pass on laundry. Everybody <laughs> yeah, else has to do exactly. it. So <laughs> finding a way to bring joy out of that I think is really important. And uh, yeah, and just enjoying, like I was so tempted at the beginning of the pandemic comparing, Families who like um, friends who live outside the city or in different cities where they can have more space like wow why couldn't I be quarantining there why couldn't I be you know but learning to enjoy the 1300 square feet that we have and just the joy that's coming out of that like we've played hide and seek a lot as a family and Caleb nine still finds new places to hide. Yeah. And it's been how long we've been playing this way to
0: go, my dude.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. So yeah, just finding joy in the, in those little things and just enjoying that this is where God's placed us for now. This is what he's given us. And so it's really amazing. And to be grateful because there's other people who even don't have it as good as we have it. Even if I think, Oh, I'd like to have, you know, 3,500 square feet or whatever, you know, but then it'd be a lot yeah. more to clean. So maybe I wouldn't really want that, but <laughs> <laughs> here's
0: something I've been thinking about just as a, as a, you know, we have two families in our house. Uh, well, almost three. We've got a single college dude in the basement. That's like another, he's more like one of our kids, I guess. But anyway, so, so we've got a couple families in the house. we got the kids around. Obviously there's all those things to do. How do you maintain that instead of having, uh, Like almost like, oh, I just have to get this stuff done. And if the kids are all up in your grill when you're trying to do any of those things, not resent them from preventing you from doing the things that you're trying to do to love them. You know what I mean? Do you ever find that happens?
2: Oh, all the time. Yeah. Um, I love you boys. Love you. But um, yeah, just I've, I've come to embrace the phrase that my kids are my holy interruptions. And so God has a purpose of like Jesus lived a life of constant interruption. And so he just went with whatever. Oh, this person needs me now. Okay, I'll have to deal with that. Um, and so just trying to be flexible in that way. But then something that we've done in our house that I've, I've really enjoyed is doing age appropriate chores. So if we have to fold laundry, like a toddler can figure out how to match socks, right? Like they could. Or if, you know, if you want everything to look like Martha Stewart, not gonna happen. But if you're okay Pinterest <laughs> life. Yeah. yeah, Martha
0: Stewart is way out of touch. Okay, yeah. sorry. <laughs> if you
2: want right. it to look amazing <laughs> and be Pinterest worthy, sure. then um yeah, don't get the kids to help. But if you wanna save yourself your sanity and have some help and multiply the workers Get the age-appropriate chores. So our boys, it's amazing. They are at the point now where they can clean the bathrooms. Sean can even make meals. He's made risotto before for our family. So you really? know, oh, wow. yeah. So it's uh, so we started them young, and then you know, the little ones they can chop. They got their. 11 and nine so they can chop vegetables so i'll yeah, put them on that and sometimes.
0: Chops. yeah so nice. there's things
2: there's special dives you can even buy where they can chop like lobos has them at their cooking school for kids to chop so we get them involved in in the things and then that helps you then enjoy it more and uh yeah i can involve them and then they can start from a younger age realizing that they have a role and a responsibility yeah, that they can do good. too i
0: love what you called it holy interruptions right mm, like yeah. this isn't this isn't a disruption to your day. This is a holy moment in which you get to live out Deuteronomy 6, which is, you know, uh, teaching them in the ways mm, of the Lord, yeah. right? And they will follow. Um, all right. Let's... Uh, this was great. I appreciate yeah. your guys' perspectives, everything Thanks. you guys contributed. Hopefully, this has yeah. been helpful and beneficial uh, for all you guys. And, uh, and hopefully, you've seen... Just one or two little things that can help you uh, deconstruct what's been going on with all this interruption during the pandemic, and reconstruct your life in a way where, um, I mean, here our word is reconstruct passion in your life, which that's that's it, right? And your your most the most passionate joy you will have will be in doing what God has asked you to do and living in his kingdom economy, his way of doing things, you know? And, uh, so thank you guys for giving some good wisdom and helpful tips and stuff there. And, um, Cindy, would you pray for our, for our church in this?
2: Sure. I'd love to. All right. (laughs) Dear Jesus, we come before you today. Thank you so much that we could talk today about deconstructing the pandemic and reconstructing passion. And I pray that you'd help us all to live according to the passions that you've made us um, with God, that you created us in your image. You've given us a new identity in Christ and you have um, a destiny for us to live out. So I pray you'd help us to uh, discover what that is and live it out in the midst of the everyday boring, everyday chores and the exciting mountaintop experiences as well, God, Um, but you'd Help us to, uh, yeah, just have that passion to live on you and to see our world and our city changed because of that. In Jesus' name we pray, Amen.
0: amen. Amen.